0: In today's podcast episode, I'm going to be opening up and sharing three of my biggest business blunders inside the three years that I've been in business, what's and all. But first of all, I can't believe that at the time of this episode recording, I've been in business for over three years and what a ride it's been. It's been amazing. But also, I want to talk about the fact that business growth isn't linear. Quite a few people talk about this and I really couldn't agree more. When I look back now, I've actually scaled at what I would consider to be a pretty good manageable rate. I've increased my revenue by 25% year on year, and my profits have been almost identical to this. In this time, I haven't really experienced any burnout either, which usually comes with those big, fast, yet unsustainable results. I've made multiple investments into my business, I've learned, I've shifted, and I've evolved over time. But what I want to share are the realities of my journey, because there have still been mistakes that have been made, of course, and lessons learned along the way that I really want to share with you, because if you're feeling up against the same kind of blocks and challenges that I was experiencing at these points, they might just make you stop and think and prevent you from making the same kind of mistakes that I did. So the first blunder was with my very first program launch. It's actually the same one-to-one signature program that I run today, And I was so excited to share it for the first time. I had a really engaged, warm audience. So I thought it would fly like a hot cake, but the first ever launch didn't. I jumped from having a low three-figure investment offer to a low to mid four figure investment offer. And I hadn't primed my audience for this. I had loads of people inquire, but the launch itself was a bit of a flop when I was met with objection after objection, almost all financially. Not only had I not primed my audience very well, I also wasn't speaking to a low to mid four-figure investment problem. I was still speaking to a low three-figure problem, which is what I was charging for the one-off one-to-one course that I was offering and selling well before this launch. It actually took me a bit of time to fix this, but it was a game changer when I learned how to position my offer as a solution to a 2K problem. And I had clients enroll onto that program every time I launched it after that. Looking back, I know that I needed to test the waters with my offer. I knew how transformative it was going to be. I just needed to match my messaging with the level of investment. Messaging is my jam as well, but this was in the very early days of my business. And it just goes to show that you need to have such a level of clarity for your message to land. And it was this clarity that I was missing to some extent, but sometimes you have to take the messy action to gain the clarity. And what I also learned from this experience was the importance of testing. You need to see what lands and what doesn't in order to repeat the things that do work. This also reaffirmed for me just how important it is to repeat a consistent message. My audience wasn't familiar with this offer, and I needed to give them more time to get familiar with it. If you ever think you're repeating yourself too much, Repeat your message even more because I can pretty much guarantee that you're probably not repeating yourself too much at all. Not everyone sees every piece of content, the kettle boils, the doorbell rings, and not every message is fully absorbed either. I mean, just think about how often you scroll with half attention, or is that just me? There's always been a direct correlation though, between how much I've talked about my offers and the sales that I make from them. So this was a big lesson learned here too. My second business blunder that I want to share was that I didn't talk about the types of clients I wanted to work with in the early days, but I didn't really know at this point how this client shows up and also the types of client that weren't a good fit either. And I do believe that you have to have worked with a number of clients to truly realize who's a good fit and who isn't, but this was something that took some time for me to see because I was analyzing pieces of content on an individual basis. And the thing is, that content was getting me clients but what I didn't see was that the overall message I was communicating wasn't attracting a really specific group of action-taking perfect fit clients. I know I needed to go through this period of time to learn who the perfectly aligned clients were and it wasn't until I started working with a couple of these perfect fit clients that I realized yeah this person is completely aligned and ready to take action and to this day, these types of clients have still generated the best results, but it really does take a lot of bravery to dial in that specifically on your ideal client, knowing that you're actually going to put off a certain type of potential client, the wrong fit one. And sometimes it's necessary to start a little broader and learn who it is that you want to work with first. And remember, if you're still showing up and delivering a great experience to every client, they're still going to be satisfied clients but the sooner you dial in on who you truly want to work with, the better the results will probably be for your clients and you'll probably get much more enjoyment from your business too, which then leans into the sustainability of your business. The third business blunder I'm going to share with you is a little different and it actually happened more recently. I chose this one in particular because I don't want it to appear like I just hit this magic duration of time or level of income and absolutely zero bad things happened after that in my business, because that just wouldn't be true. So this blunder is to do with having a bit too much attachment to the outcome. I was promoting my signature program, and in the space of just a couple of weeks, I had three people who inquired, who said that it was exactly what they needed, they asked to go ahead, which was very normal for me, but then two out of three of them backed out during the onboarding process. This had never happened in my business before, but I completely get it. The thing is, I think we should all be able to change our minds, I have, and I would never pressure anyone to commit if they've said that they no longer can. So I stood by my values and said, no problem at all, just reach out if you'd like to go ahead when the timing is right. And what I learned from this experience is not to get too attached to the outcome because the outcome itself can always change. And often it's reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with us. And actually, whilst my messaging attracts people that are ready to buy I'm never going to be the coach and mentor to push somebody into my offers if their circumstances have changed and I hope I made those people feel reassured by saying you know what I get it and it's no problem at all I also learned from this that I want to work with people who know that they have the time and energy to commit to the program because they're going to get better results and I want them to get better results not having enough time to commit was the reason why both of these people backed out And I know that this decision was actually the best thing for them because I want everyone who works with me to make, make the most out of our time together, you know, and like with the first launch that I talked about before I shifted my messaging ever so slightly this time to speak to the types of client who have the time and energy to commit. That being said, the main lesson here was still not to attach to the outcome because sometimes circumstances can change and things can be outside of our control. And it's not a reflection on our businesses at all necessarily. But on the flip side of this, sometimes people change their mind because they don't see us as a good fit as a coach or service provider anymore. And that's where it's really important to detach from the outcome as well. And these would have been completely valid reasons for people to change their mind too. So there you have it. Three blunders in three years of business. The one thing that each of these blunders has in common, is that they have each propelled me to shift ever so slightly and get me closer to the most aligned clients and the sustainable business that I'm building. I think, as well, when you're aiming for sustainability, you take steps that might cost you a bit more in the short term, time wise, but they're setting you up for the long term. As an example, taking plenty of time to validate your offer with your ideal client, speaking to them, finding out what they really want and need, taking that time to listen to them crafting messaging that speaks to such a specific client and testing and analyzing the data to tweak and improve. And these things sound so much less sexy than strategies that get you 10 K overnight, right? But ultimately it's the small things that are going to compound and build you your sustainable business, which is why the shifts and the tweaks from the things you test can be so instrumental in the success of your business. And it's why these things are such a big part of my work with my clients. I really believe as well, that it's better to take the messy action and work on improving by just doing the thing. Whether that's posting, promoting your offer, testing strategies, this is better than holding back because you don't want to take imperfect action. And I'm willing to bet that like me, you'll probably gain a level of clarity after each flop or blunder that you experience, and it's how you respond to them that matters. If you've been thinking about working with me one-to-one to to shift your messaging to attract ready-to-buy clients into your DMs, DM me coaching on Instagram and we can chat through the options available right now.